Welcome back to another episode of Vicarious Resilience, where you can learn specific skills to help you face difficult struggles or just daily life. I'm your host, Danette Honish, and I'm a registered clinical counselor. Vicarious Resilience is about learning the skills that have worked for others and trying to use them for ourselves. It's also about sharing what works for us so we can help others. Each individual doesn't need to figure these skills out for themselves. Let's add to each other's toolbox. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Vicarious Resilience. Um, I have with me today Tracy McKenzie, who's a Canadian certified counselor. If at the end of this podcast you're interested in a session with Tracy, feel free to look her up on Psychology Today. She practices in the South Surrey, White Rock area of British Columbia. Good morning, Tracy. Thanks for thanks for joining us. <laughs> thanks so much for for having me on. This is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was really excited when you when you said that you wanted to do this with me. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'll I'll just start by asking you, uh, how did you get into counseling? Oh gosh, um, I knew that I I wanted to get a master's degree. I've known that since I was a child. I had absolutely no idea what I was what uh, I wanted it in though. And so I was teaching abroad and knew that I didn't want to do that forever as even though I loved working um, abroad and living abroad and traveling and everything, I knew that I didn't want to do that forever. So one particular job I started didn't have a whole lot of hours uh, teaching face-to-face hours. So uh, I did a lot of research after months of research. um, I finally stumbled across Walden University's mental health counseling program. And you know, when you're looking around the house for your glasses kind of thing, I can't find them, can't find them. And then you find, oh, they're on my head. It was kind of like, that's what my whole body did. My whole soul said, oh, there it is, you know? And at that point, the whole search completely stopped because this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And I know university is supposed to be super hard, but I just loved it so much that it never felt like, um, it never felt incredibly difficult putting that statistics course aside mind you but uh, it never felt really it never felt like a task it never felt like a chore I just absolutely loved it and and yes I had to sacrifice a lot but every moment of that of of the whole program was the best I loved it and now I'm in this incredible career yeah it sounds like it was a totally natural fit for you it really was. And, and uh, looking back at my old transcripts from my, my undergraduate degree, um, I realized I had taken a bunch of psychology and a whole bunch of counseling courses too. And I guess I'd just forgotten about them. They were interesting. So I guess somewhere in the back of my mind, it was like, you should have been a counselor decades ago. <laughs> All right. Well, you're here now. So that's good. And yeah. how long have you been yeah. a counselor? Uh, let's see, going on um, eight years now, actually, okay. like post-graduation. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that time, you've had, in that. Mm-hmm. you've had quite a bit of experience in a lot of like different areas. Yeah, I was in um, a school counselor and then in private practice in Kuwait uh, in the Middle East. I was also working as in some shelters up north in the Kalawit, Nunavut. Uh, I worked in an addictions treatment facility in um, Karamea, BC. And then now I'm, um, I'm in private practice in the Lower Mainland, but also I work at a nonprofit as a family therapist. So a bunch oh, of different experiences. Yeah. And, oh, wow. And like multicultural yeah. as well. Very interesting. Um, so what areas of counseling do you focus on? Do you have a specific focus? 
Well, I've never tried to specifically focus on anything. I want to um, have information about everything. So I would be very, very versatile. But I'm finding the last couple of years, a lot of people are coming through with a lot of trauma. And it's not just trauma like motor vehicle accidents. It's also historical trauma that especially with COVID, people um, don't have the distractions of going and seeing their friends or or playing on sports teams, or even going to work. And so they're sitting at home marinating in their own juices. And all these things are coming up from the past, and they're not not sure how to deal with it. So people aren't coming in saying, I'm worried about COVID. People are coming in saying, I've been carrying all of these burdens from my childhood. And I, it's time to get rid of them. It's just time. So that's what people are saying. So a lot of trauma work, um, but also depression, anxiety, there's a lot of that as well, too. Uh, I have some family, um, I've done some families, but also I've got a, a number of uh, count, uh, couples right now, couples on my, on my um, client list. And of course, they're struggling for multiple different reasons, adolescence, you know, the, the things that teenagers go through, uh, self-esteem, bullying, um, uh, body image issues, uh, self, self-harm, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah. So um, when we were talking earlier, you mentioned EMDR and that's something that you, you uh, use quite a bit. Can you explain a little bit about what is EMDR? What does it stand for? And explain a little bit about it. You bet. Uh, super passionate about EMDR. I learned it, um, I guess, about three years ago, and I've just seen it work so much. Uh, it's it stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, and it's becoming the gold standard for working with trauma. Um, what it is basically is, you know, when you're sleeping and your eyes are going back and forth super fast, that's when you're dreaming. Basically, your brain at that time is processing the day's events. So we kind of mimic that in EMDR. We do some sort of bilateral stimulation back and forth, back and forth, whether it's with eyes or tapping on the knees or holding little buzzies in your hands or audio like beeping in the ears so it can be done online. So we kind of mimic the REM sleep by some sort of bilateral stimulation. Meanwhile, you're thinking about this trauma or something that's really upsetting. And that's basically how your brain is able to process it because the bilateral stimulation is the, the language the brain understands. And so finally, you can start to process this thing, these traumas that you've been carrying with you. And you never wanted to go and think about them before because they were just too overwhelming. You just kept pushing them off to the side. Well, finally, when you're thinking about it, it actually goes a lot faster. So, I mean, traditional talk therapy, yeah, of course it works. It also takes a few years. Or you can do EMDR and, you know, we could, we could be talking anywhere from six to 10 or 12 sessions to clear historical trauma. Wow, I had that's the really fastest, impressive. It is, it is pretty cool. The fastest I had any client um, clear anything was, I mean, it wasn't a, a huge issue, but it was still a little T trauma for him and he cleared it in 30 minutes. Wow. <laughs> that's that's record. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you have, um, some skills that you start with before doing EMDR sessions and, mm -hmm. uh, and you were going to talk about them today. So uh, yes. would you like to just explain what that is? And Sure. So before we even start the EMDR, we have to make sure that we can get you grounded and calmed and back in the present after each of the sessions, because they can get pretty distressing. I'm not saying EMDR is easy because it's really hard, especially at the beginning, but we have to make sure that we can calm you down afterwards. 
So the safety protocols for EMDR are two-pronged. They're called the container and the calm place. And as I was teaching my clients that, I just realized that, oh my gosh, these are good for so many other things. And so even if you're not going to do EMDR, oh my gosh, you can totally use these skills. So they're great for anxiety. They're great for any kind of distress. Um, One client actually told me she was able to stop a full-blown panic attack from coming on by doing this, you know, with enough practice. And uh, so that was really helpful. Sleep hygiene is great for that. So I wanted to um, give you a demonstration, first of all, of a container in a calm place, and then tell you afterwards how to actually make it your own. Would that be okay? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Take it away. (laughs) Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Get nice and comfy. Take a nice deep breath. Close your eyes if you like. I'd like you to imagine yourself on a boat. In the middle of the ocean, just a little tiny boat. And as you look around, there's nothing else around, just the ocean everywhere. From the ocean and the sky and some puffy clouds, you're the only thing around. I'd like you to be mindful of how the boat is moving on the waves, just slowly rocking back and forth. As you look down at the deck of the boat, you see this pirate's chest. It's wooden, it's brown, it's old, and it has brass clasps and hinges. I'd like you to bend down in front of it and lift up the clasp and open up the trunk, the chest. There's lots of room inside. You can smell the the cedar wood as you open up the the chest. I'd like you to dump everything bad that has ever happened to you. I want you to put it inside this trunk. I want you to put in that argument you just had with your spouse or that meltdown that your two-year-old just had in public the other day. I want you to put in the issues at work. I want you to put in the failed relationships in the past, the childhood traumas, the bullying at school, everything that is of any distress that you've been carrying with you, I'd like you to put it inside this trunk. And don't worry, there's lots of room in the trunk. You can throw it in, you can gently place it in, you can drop it in, whatever you want. Get it out of you and put it in the trunk. Whenever you're ready and you've done all of that, gently replace the lid and put the clasp in place. I want you to put a lock on that clasp. And this one, it could be a padlock, but this particular one is a fingerprint recognition lock. So when that's done, I'd like you to stand up and pick up your treasure chest and walk over to the side of the boat and gently let let it slide into the water off the side of the boat. And as it slides underneath the water, you know that it is falling down, 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 down to the bottom of the ocean until it rests very gently at the bottom of the ocean. And you're the only person that can bring it up. You're the only person that even knows where it is. But most important thing is that everything is outside of you. It's locked in that trunk and it is out, it is away from you. So as you stand up beside the side of the boat, feel yourself standing up taller and you feel lighter and you've got less pressure on your shoulders. And you can breathe deeper and you can get a lot more air in your lungs. You feel freer and you kind of can move a lot better than you could a minute ago. So I'd like you to get behind the helm of the boat now and just turn on that boat and just gun it. I want that boat to fly over the waves and smash into the waves. And you've got all this mist of the water flying up in your face. And I want you to feel all that water actually hitting your face. 
take a nice deep breath and just smell the salty air as it completely surrounds you. And it feels like you're flying, not even hitting the waves, you're flying over the surface of the ocean. And way off in the distance, you can see this little island and that's where you're headed. No one else knows about this island. You discovered it, it's all for you. And as you come closer to the island, you kind of ease up on the speed and then you gently um, uh, sail up into the, the edge of the beach drop anchor, slide off the side of the beach and uh, into the warm water and then slowly wade ashore. And really feel the water as it's swirling around your knees and your calves and your ankles and your feet. And then feel how the sand feels, the beach feels as you come out of the water and you feel your, your feet uh, moving, walking down the beach and uh, feel the greediness of the sand as they're coming out between your toes. Okay, and maybe you want to just sit on the sand. And as you sit down, you can feel the warm, the hot sand actually underneath you. And you dig your feet a little bit below uh, the surface of the sand and you find it's much cooler, just a couple of inches underneath. So now your feet are completely surrounded and, and buried underneath the sand. And you're sitting there in this beautiful white beach, the only person around. Why don't you lift up your face and just feel the sun as it's as it beating down on your face, on your head, on your shoulders, on your body, on your legs. And it's warmth. It's warming you from the inside out and it's just enveloping you in love. Maybe there's a slight breeze and it brings with it this, the smell of the salty air again. But then also maybe the, the smell of palm trees. And as you look around behind you, on the little island, you see there's all these tall palm trees, there's some bushes, you know, maybe there's even a, a burlap hammock that's strung between two of the palm trees. Maybe you'll go and sit there later, maybe you'll have a swim, who knows? But right here, right now, as you're sitting on this warm beach, beautiful beach, just you, you feel completely safe and content, at ease with the world, and knowing that nothing can harm you right here and right now. And just stay there for as long as you need. And whenever you're ready, open your eyes. Wow, that felt, that felt great. <laughs> it's like taking a little, <laughs> taking a little vacation. <laughs> that might be the only vacation we can take for a while. So, hey, go for it. <laughs> true, true. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that was, that felt great. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm just lighter and can take a full breath and feel really relaxed. So yeah, thank you for that. And that's how we <laughs> ground you. You're very welcome. That's how we ground you. So even though you've gone through something really hard, whether it's in a session or whether it's EMDR or it's been a really hard meeting or whatever it is, that can really help to take it away. You've, you've containered everything. You've put it in a place in your head that you will go and attend to it later on because the stuff you put into your container um, a lot of the stuff will actually dissipate on its own. So example, you're driving home and someone gives you the bird because they cut you off, but they're blaming it on you. And you just get really angry about that. And you're ruminating about that. Throw that into your container. By the time you go back to think about it, it's actually not that big of an issue anymore. You know, the stuff that's left in the container are usually the big T traumas, even the little T traumas, of course, but little tiny things. You can even just throw it. It's kind of like a holding area. And, uh, and some of it will dissipate on its own. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you've containered everything and then you go somewhere that is really, really calming. And so this is where you can actually start to make it your own. That's actually a really common um, container complex that a number of my clients like, but hey, you can do whatever you want. So in terms of the container, you can have it as a wooden box, you know, in your house. You can have it as like a cardboard box. You can have it as a shoe box in the back of your, the closet in your childhood home kind of thing. I had one lady put all of her issues into a black hole and everything just went into it. It was really, really tiny. And then she put it into a Tupperware container that she can carry around in her purse. So she would pull out the Tupperware container, look in, yep, everything's still in there. It's safe and sound. Put it back into her purse and go on with the day. But you can also have, you know, like a filing cabinet or a bank vault. And inside the bank vault, you can have lots of different security deposit boxes and, and a key on a, a hook. On a, um, and then you, you know exactly which key goes into exactly which box to pull out exactly that issue. But then you can, maybe all of your issues need to fill up a C-SPAN container that go across the ocean carrying cargo. So you can take, your container can be whatever you want. Uh, I would recommend that it's not something actually in your home now because I don't want you walking past something in your home and going, oh, that's where all of my bad stuff is, right? We don't want any, any uh, real things. This is all visualization. Right. So... Yeah, um, it can even be somewhere completely imaginary, like Hogwarts. Um, I had one client who was actually sailing through space on a mattress looking at the supernovas and the asteroids and shooting stars, stars and stuff. So it doesn't even have to be a real place. Wow, your that, favorite. that is so cool because it could be anywhere then. It's the yeah. limits of your imagination. Exactly. Your favorite vacation in the past, a place you want to go to in the future, imaginary, the sky is the limit. Whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So other than, than trauma, what, when else would you use this technique? I'm sorry. Like when you're uh, like, you mentioned that you use this with clients who are dealing with trauma, putting all of your traumas (laughs) into, uh, into this container. Is there other times that you would use it as well? Um, definitely like, for example, if you're going to sleep, try, if you're trying to go to sleep and it's been a rough day and your brain is just running a marathon about, oh, what I wish I'd said to my colleague. And I'm just so upset at what my boss said to me or whatever. It's like, you know, just bundle all those things up, roll it all up into a ball and just put it into whatever your container is, you know, and then from there you would go into your own complex, you know, or maybe you had a meeting that was a bit distressing. Somebody said something that you, you're personalizing. Oh man, I, I know that was targeted at me. You know, just ball that up and put that into your container, right? Right. And go to your complex. And again, you can personalize your complex. A lot of people like beaches, um, but then you can also be walking through a forest. You can be hiking. Um, you can be, um, what else do people really like? A rainforest, uh, hut up in a, a tree house or something. Um, a particular resort, um, a, a mountain cabin, you're all by yourself in the middle of, of uh, the forest with a lake in front of you. Um, this, again, the sky is the limit in terms of um, the location of your complex too. Wow, that, that sounds fantastic. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's something that uh, people even want to spend a little bit of time developing you know, like, absolutely. Like, yeah. Making and when sure you're developing it, be sure to go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Um, when you are developing it for your, for yourself, be sure to bring in all the different senses, you know? So for example, as you're sitting on the beach where I was 
saying a minute ago, you know, you're, you're feeling the sun on you, you know, and you're feeling the breeze on you, you're smelling the breeze, but you're also smelling the, um, uh, the water and the palm trees. Uh, what are you hearing? You're hearing the waves gently lap up on the shore or the, um, the wind, the breeze, the wind through the, the palm trees. Um, what are you, what are you uh, tasting? You, it's totally fine to be drinking or eating something completely fine as well. Uh, what are you seeing? You're seeing the waves, you're seeing the color of the, the waves and the gradient of the, how the ocean changes, you know, it's kind of like a right. pale teal color close to you and super navy blue way off in the distance, you know, the color of the sky, the color of the, uh, the, the trees, you know, versus the sand, that kind of thing. Um, you can have animals in there as well. You know, if you have an infant, um, that's okay. Um, but don't have any other person in there because then if you have a fight with that person, it kind of taints your complex. So right. those are kind of the, the, the not too many um, restrictions, but there's, that's basically it. Just a place all by yourself and uh, somewhere that you feel completely calm. There's no distractions. There's no disruptions. There's no negativity and you feel completely calm and safe. All right. Well, that, that's uh that's a great skill. And I think that it's really versatile, can be used in a lot of different ways uh, mm. or a lot of different situations. If it's uh, in the moment, if you're trying to sort of, you know, calm down after, uh, after a difficult day, or if you're dealing with historical stuff and trying to uh, be able to contain that, take it out when you want to deal with it and put it away when you don't want to deal with it. So um yeah, well, uh, really, that's about it. I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, so thank you so much, Tracy. I think that this is a really useful tool. And uh, again, if you're, if you're listening and you're interested in doing a session with Tracy or learning more about EMDR, then uh, check her out on Psychology Today. You can get in contact with her through there. And she works in the South Surrey, White Rock area of British Columbia. Thanks a lot, Tracy. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> this brings us to the end of another episode of Vicarious Resilience. If you're enjoying the podcast, go ahead and click subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to contact me about the podcast, or if you live in the White Rock, BC area and would like to book a counseling session, feel free to email me at danetrcc at gmail.com. Danette is D-A-N-N-E-T-T-E-R-C-C at gmail.com. You can also find me on the Psychology Today website under Find a Therapist or my website, danette.ca. All these links are found in the liner notes. I'm your host, Danette Honish. Thanks for listening.